It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Pray the Show. We're in the Mothership Studio 22. We are flying into the nether regions of all things Austin, Texas. We're going to get all up in that capital business. Mm. Uh, we're going. It's going to be messy today. This is going to be one of those episodes where when people come at me and they have questions, we're going to just give them the clip to this show. Lisa Page is holding down the party pub over there. Uh, I was going to call it the party foul pub, but the Steve isn't here, so... I mean, I'm the only one. This is the first time I've ever been up here by myself. Yeah. You got your microphone on? Do you know? I mean, We're like, good. you're all alone. You're I'm, flying solo. There's no accountability whatsoever. <laughs> I'm totally responsible here. Good luck. I, uh, right. I, threw the, I threw the sign over there behind you, and uh, look it's, at that. It's a good-looking sign. That is a good-looking sign. It's a great-looking sign. Yeah. yeah. It just pops. It says... It, it really says, does. See, you've got a little Trump hair on it. Look I at that. It. See? Under mm-hmm. the stars. Yeah. Oh, I see a little innuendo. <laughs> Kayla and uh, Justin are hanging out and flying us into uh, where we're going today. It's going to be a mess. Mark Candace still on their honeymoon. Hey, listen, if you guys get married, something weird's going on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> listen, I play matchmaker here at Studio 22, but I'm going to need you kids to chill. Uh, listen, uh, we got John Sticklin and Jonathan Sticklin, my good buddy, is on the show today, a former state rep in uh, Texas and recovering, re- recovering politician. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. We're going to get into it today. Uh, I'm excited. You, this, this is a good look for us, right? Because so. you're, you, you're affiliated with, uh, the Don Huffines campaign. Uh, it, you know, Don's running for governor as well. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a few other players to be named later that'll probably jump in this thing. People know that I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I've got a book coming out, don't forget, folks, in September called Am I Crazy? This is proof positive. This show <laughs> says it all, this one. Yeah, this is, it's I mean, prove. I'm absolutely insane. Uh, my mother will call me on the phone, John, and she'll be like, you're not really doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when is when is the gig up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She's like, when are you, when's the punchline? Because, mm-hmm. you know, my mother's in Georgia. My mother's one of those, she hates when people call her paranoid, but that's because she's paranoid. And so, you know, she's one of those that thinks when the football players get in the huddle, they're talking about her. Mm. And uh, I love know, her. She, she's a good church lady. Yeah. And, and she, anyway, she's um, she's always like she's like there's going to be so many things that come out. I'm like, mom, they already know it. Yeah, they, they already. No, know it's it. definitely going to come out. I mean, you, you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, I mean you've, you've made a choice to potentially ruin your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the that, people around you as well. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about it on the show the other day, uh, where I said. You know, you try to just say it's out there. I mean, whatever. You've lived your life. You've lived a wild and crazy life. All that's well and good until the shit really comes out. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He really did uh, bury a cat up to its head and then mow it. Uh, (laughs) They're like, I thought it was just in his comedy show. I guess it's real. I know. Yeah. No, um, you know, so I had an election, a re-election Every single time, the, yeah. the establishment and the lobbyists—they hate—they hated our guts, and um, you know, you know that you're going to get attacked, but it's how creative they can be with some of the attacks that yeah. you don't see. Um, but you know, it—it it, it is a process, and you learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, for me, it was very freeing to finally just be mm-hmm. able to come out and like, yeah, you found a bunch of posts I made when I was 16 in a fantasy football forum. Um, guess what? I'm a little bit different now, or, uh, that might've been taken out of context, yeah. but you know, you, you reach a point where they come at all this stuff and I bet you're going to get there too, where it's just like, say what you want. Um, yeah. okay, now you're done. Let's talk about what really mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. I was with the, the good folks of, uh, Henderson County, Texas, Athens, Texas. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the other day we had a great turnout, just gracious folks over there on uh, Monday night. And 
you know, everywhere I go, I'm always like, you'll hear all kind of things. I, I mean, so far, I think I'm gay. Mm. Um, there's worse things to be. <laughs> You're transgendered. I mean, I've already, I already said I'm a transgender black woman. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Chiquita, mm-hmm. this, this running for office. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard of all of this stuff and I'm like, you just come talk to me. I'll tell you way worse stories. Yeah. I can tell you way worse. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting when, when you do that because, um, you really are just, and you don't just expose yourself. You expose the people around mm-hmm. you. That's the mm-hmm. hardest part. You know? I mean, my mother-in-law, um, they found out where she worked and some oh, wow. of the, the, some of the crap that they had dug up on me. Um, they found out who else worked at her job. And then they started mailing coworkers who don't even vote, who don't even live in the district. Yeah. And, you know, for me, um, I get to fight back. You're going to get to fight back. You get to get on here and, and yeah. take some punches. The family has to take it on the chin for the most part. Yeah, see, and, and you're right sucks. about that. That's, that that's part tough. Because they don't have the voice. I, I always tell people, I said, you know, I, I've been getting the death threats and the crazy stuff for oh, years yeah. now. Oh, you yeah. know, just from doing comedy. You get into politics and, and doing political comedy. I mean, that's deadly. Mm-hmm. But you get into this stuff and it's, it's, it is crazy. Anyway, we're going to – enough about us. Enough about us. We're, we're going to get into a lot of stuff on today's show and it's going to be fun. This is going to be one of those you're going to want to share with everybody because it's going to be very revealing. Uh, but before we do that, let's make some money. Uh, got a crazy story, story for you. You guys have heard me talk about this. Down in Argentina, they got these vineyards that are up at on top of the mountains, 9,000 feet in the sky, folks. Uh, and what they do is they make this world-class, like, 90-point wine there. Uh, they're coming under a lot of threat, these vineyards are, from the radical mobs that are attacking and seizing their land. You got buildings that are burning down in the middle of the night. You got equipment that's being stolen and looted. The government down there, well, they're not doing anything about it because they're in bed with the radicals. And here you have these folks uh, down there making wine, right? Really good wine in the midst of the chaos. And they're making really good wine that gets snapped up very, very, very fast. Incredible notes of blackberry, dark cherry, leather, smoke, uh, and goes great with red meat, good with a steak. Uh you got to love this stuff. The guys over at CowboyWines.com got another special shipment of these wines in. They're incredible Malbecs. These grapes being grown at that altitude are tougher, stronger, more flavorful. And uh, they're going to share this with you. 50% off the wine, 50% off shipping. No need for a promo code. Just go to CowboyWines.com and show these winemakers some love. They need it, and you'll enjoy it. CowboyWines.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Something I meant to say in the intro, uh, the reason Party Foul Steve is not here today, uh, he and Tony uh, went over to the hospital. We've got a good friend, Bailey. She's uh, went through surgery today. She's donating a kidney mm. and a uh, very, very sweet gesture um, to, uh, to another friend. And uh, so anyway, they're, they're, they took food and they're feeding the family and all that kind That's of nice. stuff. That's nice. Party Foul Steve is a nice guy. Yeah. You know, he like brought over all his collections of like meat rubs. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he probably got like a big piece of beef and exactly. just marinated it with all his rubs. Here. Yeah. Hmm. I, speaking of briskets, Greg Abbott uh, <laughs> it, down in Austin. He's talking about slabs of beef. Um, <laughs> John, John, the, we, the, the, the analogy that I've got and what people don't understand is they, everybody, you know, they, the polls say Greg Abbott's doing a good job. Right. The polls, everybody, and, you know, they say, well, 75% of Texans, they, they say, you know, Greg Abbott's a great governor. I was on uh, Andrew Wilkow's show the other day, and, and he goes, I live in New Jersey. I would love to have uh, Greg Abbott. 
you mm-hmm. know, which I told him, I said, that's because you guys are, y'all get huge chunks of liberty taken away. Right. Here in Texas, when it starts getting chipped away, we get mm-hmm. pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But imagine a pretty wife, you know, she's, she's beautiful, uh, just, just a beautiful woman. And everybody looks at her and says, man, you got the perfect marriage. You got the perfect home life. You got just, you can just have it all together. Yep. Your husband is successful. He's, he's a handsome man. He's, he's responsible. He does well, takes care of his family. But she's got a secret. What she, doesn't, mm. what she doesn't tell people is there's some bruises under the makeup. There's mm-hmm. some things that are there that just aren't gelling so well. Right. And I won't, you know, that, that's kind of where I see a lot of conservatives in Texas now kind of look at Greg Abbott. They're like, okay, on paper, yeah. looks good. Yeah. But there's, so, there's News, something there. It looks, it, right. looks good. And uh, Greg, Greg Abbott has literally made a career. I mean, we're talking about a guy, a uh, career politician, been in there for years and years and years. Uh, the interesting thing about Greg Abbott is, is that he has never truly been under the microscope. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never had a Republican primary challenge before when he was a judge, when he was on the Supreme Court, when he was attorney general. And up until uh, you guys threw your hat in the ring, um, he's never had to answer to Republican primary voters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's frustrating because some people don't understand the process. Um, usually uh, most Texans right now, um, if they hear you say anything negative about Greg Abbott, they assume that you are a liberal Democrat. Right. Uh, well, the process is, is we get to pick which Republican represents us. And this is the first time that Texans have had a chance to actually look at Greg. And on the surface, it is, you know, the facade. It's the theater that they have put together over time with a lot of campaign dollars uh, from special interests and put him in a position uh, to look like he's a conservative. Yeah. And um, because he's never had an opponent, no one's ever pulled back those layers and actually gotten into it. And when you do, you very quickly, just like your analogy, you realize um, things are not at all what they seem. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a guy who has really mastered how to be a what I call campaign conservative. Um, but Chad, I like that term. Yeah, cam- he's a campaign conservative. Um, but I've been down there with him. I was there with him for two years when he was attorney general, six years when he was governor. And and I'm telling you, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, I was in the back rooms when things were happening. <coughs> and and the truth is, is that if you get past the campaign rhetoric and just look at the facts, the facts are Greg Abbott has not, not been a conservative. I would argue he hadn't even been a Republican. Mm. Um, every single person in the state of Texas, our property taxes are higher yeah. since Greg mm-hmm. Abbott. Every single person in Texas has seen the, the budget grow by tens of billions of dollars since Greg Abbott was governor. We have a border that is completely wide open right now. I mean, I remember uh, when I ran the first time border security was something we talked about. We were freaking out that a couple hundred people are, were crossing a day. Mm-hmm. We have thousands of people who are crossing on a daily basis. And if you go back and you look every two years, you hear from Greg Abbott, just like we're starting to hear now that he's got an opponent. Oh, we need to secure the border. There's one guy in the state of Texas who had the ability to actually do something about it. And he showed us that he could with all of his executive orders during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're dealing with a guy who has refused to act to deal with the issues the Texans actually care about. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, the people that I talk to, Chad, they're, they're pissed off. Uh, yeah. I'm sick and tired of watching Florida 
and South Dakota go first on things. Mm-hmm. This is Texas. And we're being we, out Texas. Too. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. By other states. When, when, when I first went in and started getting involved in politics about 10 years ago when the Tea Party wave started to come up, um, we were talking about the same issues then that we are now. Mm-hmm. And that is because we've had a bunch of rhinos in office. And what people at home need to realize um, is this is not Democrats stopping the agenda. Right. Year after year, the voters are sending down people, um, Republicans, in complete control of the government. Every statewide elected official in Texas is a Republican. Mm -hmm. We own the majority in the Supreme Court, in the Texas House of Representatives, and the Texas Senate. Therefore, if anything hasn't happened that they think should, we can sit around and yell at Democrats, which is what the career politicians want us to do. But the reality is, is there's been some Republicans who've been shanking us in the back on these issues. Well, and the head honcho is Greg Abbott. Yeah, and, and let's look at the facts. We had eight GOP um, um, priorities. priorities that two basically, even though they were watered down in a lot of ways, only yeah. two of them made it to the governor's desk. Right. Right? Constitutional carry, which again... Uh, is really not constitutional carry. I think it's permitless. Right. You know, it would it'd, it'd be more accurate to call it permitless carry. Yep. Um, there's, uh, you know, it's it's just. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, "Hey, we come up with these priorities. The GOP comes up with these priorities. We send guys down to Austin, and the priorities don't get passed. Right? They don't get fought for." They said, "What would you do? Would you would you be like Greg Abbott and and come up and say, well, I don't care about your priorities.'" Screw those. We're going to do what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, why, do, why aren't they representing the people that put them there? Yeah. And, and, and Texans are pissed off at this point. Yeah, they're pissed off. Uh, we're sick and tired of being lied to. Yeah. That's for sure. And, and w- what people need to understand is, is that every single thing they see, before the politicians got down into Austin, mm-hmm. they had already had a discussion, and it was planned out right. by Greg Abbott and maybe two other people, what was actually going to pass. Everything else has been theater. Mm-hmm. And it is all preordained. It is all planned out to a team. And, I mean, the negotiations that actually happen in Austin are things like, all right, well, we're going to pass constitutional carry, for instance. But we know we can't have that passed, so we're going to need you guys in the Senate to kill that. Mm-hmm. You kill constitutional carry, we'll kill election integrity. These are the kind of deals that are being passed. Right. And everything else is like literally just a sideshow. When, yeah. when, you, when, you, when you said earlier, oh, well, you know, I'm in comedy and, and, and all this stuff. That's the entire thing. The entire thing. Mm-hmm. Micromanage down to who's going to be the author of these things, who's going to be the guy that kills it on a point of order or... A, or a, a move like that, like everything is orchestrated. Yeah. Nothing happens without the top guys knowing. Mm-hmm. And if something does manage to happen, we catch lightning and the grassroots get lucky, that people get people get really upset about that. Yeah. Really upset. I'm always asking people, you know, we'll do a Q&A or whatever. And I'm always, and, and by the way, this is beautiful because people don't realize, Lisa, that, you know, Jonathan, you know, is on the Don Huffines team. Right. We've had got we had conversations before Don even got into the race. Right. Mm-hmm. And I consider Don a friend. Uh, consider you a friend. People are like, are you guys supposed to be talking to each other? <laughs> That's yeah. how much we are pushing to try to get Greg Abbott out. And in the next segment, I want to talk about how primaries work, because so many people don't understand that. But 
I'll have people who will ask me in the, these Q&As, um, um, you know, what, uh, or I'll ask them, I'll say, what has Greg Abbott ever stuck his neck out for? Mm, yeah. Other than the preschool thing years ago? No, that's literally it. You need that's to under- it. You need to understand. So, like, I was in there. We yeah. had the Republican caucus deal, and Greg Abbott was never there. Mm-hmm. He came down one time that I can remember other than for a photo shoot or some kind of let's talk about how we're all going to get reelected. The only policy discussion that I ever had was six years with Greg Abbott was you guys better vote to put every kid three years and up in a government school. Mm -hmm. That is what he bashed our heads in. And that's basically the way he communicated that too. Oh no, it it was literally a threat that you are disqualifying yourself from my support. Mm. If you can't get on board with this, Mm. And then, by the way, I actually lived it because I was one of the few people who voted against that. When you were such a firebrand, dude. <laughs> I just, you know, Rebel. I really don't care. You, hey, look, look every, everybody, and if you, if you end up winning, Chad, which would be awesome for Texas, um, if you end up winning, you'll, you'll be faced with the same thing. Sure. Every single person who wins and has to go down there, they get to make a simple choice. You either get to be popular down in Austin or you get to be able to go home and tell the truth to your constituents. Yeah. You mm-hmm. cannot do both. Yeah. If, if you stand up and you tell the truth and you pull back the curtain and talk about how things are really happening, you name names, you tell why, you talk about why the conservative priorities didn't get done, they will hate you yeah. and they will try and destroy your life. And, and, I, and I could, there's a number, there's a, there's a few uh, guys down in Austin that I like, I think are doing a good job. I, a few. I say there's, there's five. A, there's a couple. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple. Um, and I've got I've got guys that I've talked to, and and if I said their names, most people would say, "Yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about." And they've told me they said, "I can't even get a meeting with the man." Yeah, can't. I mean, they're they're Republicans. They're in office. They're like we we've been here however long years. We mm-hmm. we can't even get a meeting with the man. During COVID nineteen, I was still in office, mm-hmm. and you know there were all these things happening, and three million Texans fired from their jobs by Greg Abbott in a week through his executive orders. Tens of thousands of businesses that will never reopen again. And there were a lot of people in the legislature who were like, I would like to get into session so we can deal with some of these issues. Mm-hmm. And so we, we put in requests. We, we, we tried to talk. We were getting regular updates from Health and Human Services, you know, all these different agencies that are appointed by Governor Abbott. Um, couldn't even get a phone call with them. And, and, and it wasn't just because, oh, well, Jonathan's a conservative and don't want to talk to him. I'm not aware of any legislator, mm-hmm. any legislator. Democrat or Republican, who was able to communicate with Greg Abbott during the middle of, wow. of COVID-19. Yeah. And, um, you know, I heard the same thing from some of the people who are still down there in regards to what I'm calling snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. People are freezing to death in their homes, right. and we can't even get a conversation with Greg Abbott. And this is, this is far different than what I experienced with, with uh, Governor Perry, because when I first went down there, he was still governor. And, you know, he had staff that, that were on the floor with us on every single issue, every mm. vote that came up on the floor. Um, it was well aware where the governor stood and what he desired on stuff. Um, you could go ask him, hey, does he like this? Does he not? You, you, there was leadership. Okay. And I don't agree with Perry on everything, sure. uh, but we knew where he stood. You never had to guess. And he would come and have regular conversations every other week. He would show up. He would just walk onto the house floor and sit on your desk and say, hey, Why'd you do this? Or why'd you do that? And interact. That never happened with Greg Abbott. Mm. No one knew anything. And this is the problem with a guy like Greg Abbott is because he's got a judge mindset. Mm. He's not a leader. He wants to hear both sides of, of a problem. 
and then try and find a happy median where he can appease, you know, both sides. Both parties, yeah. Okay. The other thing he's going to do is he's going to take a poll. He's going to take a poll on the issue and see how it affects his reelection. And he prefers to watch other people go first so he can see the fallout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not leadership. No, it's not. That's not Texas. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to take a quick break uh, because you bring up a very important point right there with the polls. Uh, hey, guys, I warned you about home title theft where cyber thieves remove you from your home's title and become the owner. And uh, I said you got to get home title locked because it's coming. And if you're on Facebook, they had that big breach recently where 500 million accounts were exposed to cyber thieves. And according to a retired FBI cybercrime expert, everything the thieves need to take over as the new owner of your home leaked uh, name, address, personal information. It's all out there. Thief forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to him then leaves you in debt or even has you evicted from your own home. So you got to do what I did, uh, and many of you have already done it. you got to get Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address. They'll let you know if you're already a victim, and then you can sign up for 30 free days of protection uh, during this high-risk breach. Again, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code RADIO. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. We're getting into it. We'll be right back. So, you know, when people come up and they say, did Donald Trump really endorse Greg Abbott? (laughs) Uh, You know, did Sean Hannity really endorse Greg Abbott? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, he did. Uh, There's a lot of people that jumped on an airplane, flew to Mar-a-Lago and said, "Uh, Don. (laughs) Donnie. Check yourself, Don. Mm -hmm. Um, Folks that used to work for Trump. I mean, they've they've all, several of them gone down there and been like, oh, what are you doing, man? Um, That's another story. But what I get a lot of is people saying, well, Chad, why are you doing this? We've got a Republican governor uh, in the state of Texas. Why are you guys getting involved? You're just going to steal votes and give this to a Democrat. And and it's like, I want to encourage you, go back, read Civics for Dummies. That's not how the primary process works. Greg Abbott's been, what, 25 years. They've groomed him ultimately to be the president of the United States. At least that was the 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 overlord's plan. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I, that's he got a big fat goose egg in the straw poll at CPAC. You know, and that, that pissed him off. Flew all over him. No, oh, he you, was so mad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, that's why. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, you list the mask mandates. But again, I keep making the jokes about the fact that how self unaware can you be? On Texas Independence Day, he makes the announcement that he's going to remove the masks. He made the announcement from a Mexican restaurant, people. On Texas Independence Day, it's like you got to be more aware of what you're doing. Come I mean, on. he might as well have had a margarita in his hand. Cheers! On the day we celebrate our independence from Mexico, you did it from a Mexican restaurant. Pass the nachos. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> these are the kind of things that I just just kind of catch me. But the, the primary process. Yeah. Why is it important? How does it work? It's, it's, it's super important. And, you know, in a, in a solid red state, which mm-hmm. Texas used to be till we got a bunch of rhinos in there. Um, but in a Republican state, the election is in the Republican primary. Okay. Um, there's no reason for us to believe that a Republican aren't going to take the entire slate all the way down. Right. So who is on that slate is is the argument. And in the primary, this is where conservatives get a chance to on, to honestly have their vote matter more uh, because there's less people who are going to be involved. Um, it takes less people to get your guy on there. Mm-hmm. And, and I will just tell you from my experience down there, 
Um, I was stabbed in the back more by fake Republicans wow. more than the Democrats because at least they square up and you're, you know, you know where they stand on the issue. Uh, Republicans are lying to you about it. But 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 here's the bottom line: this race that you guys are in right now, two things have to happen. One one person, okay, has to get more than fifty percent, and. That is the main thing that has to happen. In this case, we have two things because we have multiple people. Um, the only thing we have to do is make sure that Greg Abbott first gets less than 50%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's an argument of the two top people are going to get to slug it out in a and then go in a runoff, yep. which the numbers come drastically down in a runoff, okay, mm-hmm. even more so. And, you know, it's worked out very well for conservatives. At the time, um, we, that's how we got Ted Cruz. Over mm-hmm. David Dewhurst, mm-hmm. um, which he was and, certainly and I remind the people, Everybody thinks Ted Cruz was the top of the charts all the time. The guy was polling at like two percent. No, well, I mean it was. I the, think he would have been happy with it pulling at two percent when I first met yeah. Ted. I mean, you know, that was the case. That's how we originally got Ken Paxton and Dan Patrick. Um, that's you know who at the time they were the conservative all stars mm-hmm. taken on the establishment was to have multiple people in the race. You get into a runoff, and that's when the grassroots conservatives can overwhelm and really just uh, level the playing field on the money side, right? right? The establishment, they have free money from the lobbyists and the liberals in California and New York. They flood in money through their PACs and everything else. And a runoff scenario is the best chance we have at getting a true conservative Republican Mm in as governor of texas so um you know that's why i hope you do great in this election um i would enthusiastically uh march my uh rear end down and to vote for you against greg abbott and so you know we're gonna have a discussion over who's the best whether it's don huffines chad prather if alan west gets in or any of the other you know rumored folks but right now for conservatives they Mm -hmm. need to be focused on one thing which is keeping Greg Abbott, below 50%. And Chad, that's not hard to do. Uh, when I have conversations with people, a lot of them, on, uh, on there's a facade of, oh, well, what's wrong with Greg? So you have to have that conversation, yeah. which is why you guys jumping into this race early. Yeah. Um, we, get, we get to force these folks to ask themselves a question, which is like, okay, well, he says he's conservative, but why are my property taxes higher? Mm-hmm. Why yeah, do why we have we an illegal a- immigration yeah. problem? Yeah. Why are why we do- fighting for gun rights? Yeah, why, why, why are there states that are ahead of us on abortion, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, why do we still have state dollars that are going to Planned Parenthood through Medicaid? Yeah. Why, why did Bernie Sanders in Vermont have constitutional carry before we did here in Texas? <coughs> I mean, and when people start to actually get past the facade and the campaign side of the mm-hmm. rhetoric and they look at the facts it's very simple greg abbott is not what he said he says he is yeah he has not delivered what he has campaigned on yeah and then we can start having a discussion on who's the best person for right him. and so you know for me at least in this first round it's it's you're either on team abbott or you're on team get abbott out yeah mm-hmm. and then we'll probably likely have a discussion over who's We're, the best and I'll, you know like i i'm not I've made the commitment, um, and you and I have talked about this. Hey, we made the commitment. We, you know, I sat down with Don Huffines and you and mm-hmm. uh, some other folks, and I kind of made the verbal commitment. I said, I'm not going to be a mud merchant. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sling mud at Don. I'm not going to sling mud at yep. whoever else gets involved with that because that primary is so important. Right. Because at some point in time, you know, if it's not me, I've got to throw my support behind whoever's running against Greg. Abbott. That's right. 
Well, we got a T-shirt coming out uh, like today. It's going to be hashtag Abbott out. That's I'm not awesome. even putting my name on it. Not even putting my name on it. Smart. Yeah. I want I want across the board anybody that can put that T-shirt on right. and get that message out, start that conversation. Yep. Um, you know, it's not going to be a, a Chad Prather logoed deal. I, I just that's how passionate I am about saving Texas uh, from you know the person who's got that facade up there. And <laughs> we talked about the polling thing. You know, Greg likes to put his finger in the air and see which way the wind's blowing. And, you know, DeSantis Huff, will Huff, say something. Huff Hines calls him a political windsocket. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. so true. <laughs> it's, and it is. You know, <laughs> DeSantis, you. Let me... DeSantis will say something. And five days later, Abbott says basically the same thing. Difference is he doesn't say he doesn't take it as far as Ron does. It it's always water. And he down. never does it. Mm -hmm. And this is where like the lamestream left wing media, especially mm -hmm. on the national level, is so horrible for a constitutional republic because they don't ask those questions. They have been so lazy about reporting on Greg Abbott. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've never even seen years. him. I've never even seen him do a press conference where he's taking half the amount of questions Ron does. Ron DeSantis is, you know, jingle jangling with everybody at these press Maybe conferences and answering all the questions. You can tell it's worse than that because if you've ever been in an Abbott press conference, which I have, every detail is micromanaged. It is a performance. There's not a reporter in there yeah. who's allowed to ask what question they want. Of course. There's reporters in there. like They use that as a tool against uh, the media because they're like, and that's why you end up getting lame reporting by traditional uh -huh. media sources because they're like, well, if I don't play with their rules, then I'm going to get kicked out of the room mm -hmm. and I need the access. Yeah. I mean, they dangle that in front of them and they have a list of who is allowed in the room. They have a list of legislators that are allowed in the room. Yeah. When, I, when I filed uh, the bill and we, we finally got it through to ban red light cameras in Texas, which, you know, I hate those things. I do too. Um, it's, it, it was an awesome issue. Very popular. Had been in the Republican <coughs> Party platform for years and they had killed it, killed it and killed it because the red light camera vendors are down there passing out money to all these politicians yeah. all the time. Um, we get down there and Greg Abbott um, was finally like, all right, Stickland, we're, we're going to let you have a bill on your own, but I'm going to need you to like stop fighting on everything else. Like just sit there quietly. We're going to give you this, this parting favor if it'll shut you up. Right. And, and I was like, I kind of went along with it and they made a mistake and let me pass it too soon. And immediately I went, you know, into just burning everything down again and they got mad. <laughs> They got mad. Yeah. And we had scheduled a press conference with grassroots people, unpaid volunteers who had been working on this issue for years in yeah. the legislature, who were signed up to be there at the signing of the bill, and they were going to get a pin and all this stuff because I was a bad boy mm -mm. on another issue. That got canceled without telling me or any of these grassroots people. And, he, and I find out that he goes on Twitter and does a Twitter live. I mean, when I tell you, like, this guy is petty, we have no real transparency in Texas right now. Mm. It is everything is a game from who's allowed in the press conference to who's allowed to have a bill signing to whose name it's going to be in. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all a game. And it's the Greg Abbott show. And he's done it to the party. He's decimated the Republican Party structurally. It used to be that the Republican Party of Texas had money in the campaign account. They would hire campaign operatives, block walkers. They would hold the data from different campaigns and Republicans would work together. When Greg Abbott became governor because of the amount of money that he had, he ended up taking ownership of everything. 
all the money had to go through him. In fact, the party even stopped keeping a regular database. Mm. Like from a campaign perspective, if you were running something, you had to coordinate with Greg Abbott, which means you had to be in good with Greg Abbott, which means you had to do whatever Greg Abbott said. (laughs) And as a result, we now have a party where the infrastructure is gone. The block walkers and the politicos aren't Mm -hmm. with the party anymore. They're on Greg Abbott's team. Wow. They hold it hostage. People, people think we're lying. We're not lying. Yeah. Uh, this, this, is, this is the real, real This deal. is some tea tonight. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Well, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I've, I've always tried to spit it straight, but yeah. people at home need to know. They do. Liberty and the continuation of the free world as we know it depends on the folks at home yeah. standing up and fighting for their rights. Yeah. And if they don't know who the bad guys are, if they don't know the truth, then those guys are going to keep running the show. I don't know where the fight and, is. and I don't like where Texas is going. Yeah. Hang tight right there because we got more to get into. Uh, people always want to know about, uh, are we ready for the next crisis to hit America? I'm ready. Uh, a lot of people aren't. They're not prepared. And uh, they're going to suffer when they see things like hyperinflation or stock market crash or shortages or civil unrest. Folks, don't be a victim. Make sure you have enough emergency food, water, and supply stockpile today. There's only one company that I recommend, My Patriot Supply. They're America's leading preparedness company, and they're here to help you become self-reliant. My Patriot Supply has been in business for over a dozen years. They've served millions of families. Uh, they've earned more than 40,000 four- and five-star reviews. Their food's specially packaged to stay fresh for, yes, 25 years. And right now, I'll save you 25% on their four-week emergency food kit the meals are delicious. They provide 2,000 calories per day. Just go to preparewithchad.com. Save 25% on a four-week kit. Don't wait for something bad to happen, folks. We might not get a warning. Go to preparewithchad.com, and we'll be right back. I had a newspaper reporter that uh, asked me, I don't know, about six weeks ago, two months ago, said, um, you think you could handle being in Austin uh, since Austin's so different from the rest of Texas? Yeah. And I said, that right there is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fact that Austin's not like the rest of Texas. I hate Austin. We've been, we've been hammering. They've really turned it into too. a cesspool. It, it's so really bad. bad. It's really bad. I was there... Um, uh, we did a kind of a little pop-up rally down there a while back, and that night one of the young Republican groups was having a, a happy hour, right? Mm-hmm. And I walked through and met some of the folks that were there. And, uh, you know, a couple of those, I call them kids, are kids to me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. God bless them for what they're doing. But so you're the candidate? I mean, you know, they were so <laughs> stiff. And yeah. So, and I'm like, oh, stop with the smarmy talk. Just, just yeah. be real for yeah. a minute. You know, quit bullshitting with this stuff right because i hate the political cult and mm. that's what it's become yeah. you know that's why we've been hitting the we've been going out going to these small towns um you know different counties we're trying to people always ask me they're like what do you need i'm like money mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. need money because that's the one thing and you know i joke about it being grassroots which is my way of saying that's a political way of saying we're broke um and it's it's crazy because we don't have that you know and and yeah. it's, you i always say they got the television telethons and the telephones we got teleperson yeah. you know that's the way we're doing things and i think i think people could relate to that to some degree they um, should and 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 people need to know from a political spectrum there's there's two different parts of the conversation when it comes to fundraising the obvious one is is how much can a candidate raise total right. amount raised is important right the second thing that every politico and especially the establishment down in austin are going to look at is 
as soon as you're required to put out your ethics report, mm-hmm. they're going to go through and they're going to say, how much did he raise, but from how many people? Right. And they're going to comb through every single name on your report, and they're going to draw a conclusion. This guy has grassroots support. This guy doesn't. Now, here's the thing that scares them more than anything. What scares them more than anything is not that you can pull in a check for $1,000 from somebody. Mm-hmm. What scares them is that you could get 1,000 people to give a dollar. Mm-hmm. That is what they cannot control. Mm-hmm. That is what they cannot compete with. And the, and the, one, the one advantage that conservatives have had in the political uh, place against the establishment, they have unlimited money. Somebody asked me the other day, how much money does Abbott have in his report? I said infinity. Infinity. I mean, he has, he has literally, you know, with, with the crony capitalism and the stuff he has set up, there are entire industries that rely completely Mm-hmm. on government rules and regulations. And as governor, he's got his hand on that dial. So there is no amount that they won't give to keep that man in office. Right. To have someone in there who's going to get rid of the corporate handouts to Facebook and mm-hmm. Google and Amazon and all these liberal companies that they've been recruiting to bring to Texas, which mm-hmm. has not worked out well for us, in my opinion. Right. I um, agree. Those guys will write whatever checks. What they cannot keep contained and scares the crap out of them or all the people who are listening to this show, mm-hmm. if they decide that they're sick of what they've been given so far, and they put their money where their mouth is, and they donate $5 to a guy like Chad Prather for governor, not only is it going to help you put out a couple yard signs, like the great one you got over there, yard but the art. bigger, Novelty the, the bigger yard thing art. is, is like, <laughs> I'm not kidding you, for $5, Greg Abbott himself and all his campaign staff are going to go through a list and they're going to see that name. And it's more than the $5. Mm-hmm. It's a psychological thing. I mean, there's an army of people. We've seen it play out. That's what Donald Trump tapped into originally. He was not playing the pol- Politico game with endorsements. Like I, He didn't run around saying, look at this congressman that's with me. <coughs> right. There was an army of people that no one had seen before that they couldn't predict, mm-hmm. that they couldn't understand, that they couldn't control, yeah. and they couldn't turn it off. And, you know, what we need are grassroots Texans who care about the future of the state to say, you know what, I don't know how this political thing works, but I want Greg Abbott to see my name and, and for him to know mm-hmm. that what he's been doing is not good enough and that point. I don't give a crap about playing the games that have been played. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your endorsements from fake packs and lobbyists and all this other stuff. Man, I care about Texas. And that son of a gun's going to read my name on that report. Mm-hmm. They have the power to do that. Um, they've done it a few different times on things like Donald Trump. And I'm thinking um, this would be a great time for us to do it in Texas. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, and it, people everywhere I go, all, all across these small towns in Texas, and I visit with hundreds of people, thousands of people. And it's amazing. The folks that are tuned in, the people who care, mm. they're pissed. And yeah. they, they don't like it. They don't feel represented. Yeah. You know, you talk about you talk about gender modification and children and like that. What, yeah. should, common sense. We should be able to look yeah. at that and be like, it's common sense. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're 18 years old, 20 years old, 21 years old. You want to cut your pecker off? Cut your pecker off. Yep. I will applaud you. <laughs> Knock yourself out. But when we're letting six year olds decide their gender and change their, you know, modify oh, themselves. Uh-huh. And then you have these. these it's child abuse. It is child yeah. abuse. Why are we even having this damn conversation? And then you've got, then you look and you're like, oh, well, you have some really big uh, clinics and medical centers that are giving money to these politicians. Hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars. 
And it's like, well, now we know why we're having such an asinine debate. When, 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 you, when you talk about like the gender modification thing, people instantly like, that's not happening in Texas. Not only is it happening in Texas, but Texas is literally the hub for the southern part of the United States. Exactly. If you're in Oklahoma and you want to abuse your child and, you know, uh, put puberty blockers in there, you come to Texas to get yeah. it done. It's right here in Dallas, Texas. This is where it's happening. Mm-hmm. And this, this isn't like some hypothetical thing. Like, this is literally happening. We can show you the families that this has affected all across the board. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I think the energy that I feel, and, and you are more everyday Texans mm-hmm. exposed in, in your uh, concerts and, and all the different stuff, but even in the political side of things, this is no longer like a, oh, I'm worried about my grandchildren's future. Yeah. It's like, man, my business just got shut down. Mm-hmm. My yeah. husband lost his job. Mm-hmm. My kids are getting taught that because of the color of their skin, mm-hmm. they should feel bad about it in school today. Everything has been amped up. Every issue that 10 years ago we were like, this could happen to our grandkids, we're living it. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, we're living it because Republicans have allowed it to happen, yeah. like Greg Abbott. And there's people who watch this show and say, well, I don't, why do I care what happens in Texas? I live in, you know, Tennessee. I promise you it will affect you. If yeah. it's happening here, it can happen anywhere. It, yeah. it, it, so yeah. goes Texas, you know, as Don Huffine says, so goes the free world. The free it, world. It, it mm-hmm. really That's is right. true. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to say the country, that ain't enough. Mm-hmm. It's so goes the free world. Texas, Texas is the only, if, if you're sitting out there in a different state, and saying, why do I care about Greg Abbott? Why do I care about Chad Prather? I like him as a host, but why do I care if he runs for governor? Here's the deal. Texas is the only state that has the financial resources, that has the population, and has the electoral college votes to keep this country going. That's right. Okay, these people in other states like South Dakota and Oklahoma, they get mad about something. They're not going to be able to fight back against mm-hmm. the federal government in D.C. Yeah. They, they, they don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. Texas is the only state that has a chance of mounting an offensive to get our rights back. And I'm just telling you, we're not going to legislate our liberties back with a guy like Joe Biden in there. No. It is going to have to take Texas. There's no question about it. Hey, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Wrap this thing up. <laughs> All right, folks, when somebody asks you why you want Greg Abbott out, this is the episode you got to share with them. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot that's there. Yep. And uh, Jonathan, you're a warrior. You're a fighter for Texas. You're a constitutionalist. You believe in the state. You believe in liberty. I appreciate the stance you make, and I love the fact that you stir shit up. That's, and, uh, that's what we need to do. Otherwise, we're going to keep getting the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. Keep doing the same thing. You're going to get the same results. Um, I want to encourage everybody uh, – People keep asking me, why are you campaigning in Idaho and Washington? <laughs> I'm not. I'm doing, I actually have to make a living. So we're going to be in uh, Boise, Idaho tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, got a show, uh, The Lounge at the End of the Universe. Ooh. That's a cool name. Wait, is right? that really the name? That's the name of the place. Love it. The Lounge at the End of the Universe. We're doing nice. two shows in Boise tomorrow night. And uh, they're going to be in Everett, Washington, birthplace of one Glenn Beck, uh, north of hmm. Seattle. Might go by Chaz or Chop. We'll check it out. Set something on fire. Kick some glass in. You know, burn a book. Go protest the police. Yeah. Watchchad.com <laughs> is where all the fun stuff is. Uh, 
Go check out our buddy uh, Don Huffon. See what Don's all about. And uh, he's about some good stuff. He's a solid guy. And I want to encourage you guys to uh, follow Jonathan Sticklin as well on social media. Check we him have out. fun. Yeah, it's, a good, it's <laughs> good stuff, man. Uh, name names. This thing, this thing is it's out there. It's wild. It's a fun deal. I would encourage you as well. Uh, we saw last week what happened when YouTube wouldn't let us upload our show. So sign up, blazetv.com slash Chad. We're going to be back with you tomorrow night. Check us out. Love y'all. God bless. Bye. Team Abbott out. <laughs>